Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dark Insight. This is Friday, the 18th of August, 2017, and I am your host for this episode. My name is Josh Crow, and I am joined today by uh, my good friend over in New Zealand, Vader. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good, man. It's It's been, been a bit of a crap week, to be honest. Work this week has just been a bit of a, a bit of a slog. I've had to do a couple of odd jobs here and there that I feel... Personally, I felt like I got a bit shafted on, but, you know, it's just... Sick. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks where you just think, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this to, to be over now. But the good they... news is it's the weekend. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I survived another week. I don't know how I managed yeah. it, but I survived another week. Um, yeah, so we've got a very special guest on the show today. Um, the man who's, quite frankly, an all-around lovely guy. Just always happy to, to talk about games and anything in general. He's been dying to get on the show for ages, so we figured we'd finally get him on. But... We finally managed to get on, uh, Mr. John Gamble. How are you doing, sir? I am doing very well, and that was, those might be the nicest words anyone's ever said about me, Josh. <laughs> Josh has a way with words. He's very good with them. He definitely does. Well, he's I, British. They're well, I mean, you say I got away with words. I'm much better at articulating myself via text form, which is why my uh, message responses to certain shows tend to be like novels i'm much better at articulating <laughs> myself via text um generally when i in terms of actually talking i tend to sort of there are more words to come out of me before i can actually think about what those words are so i'm not very good at sort of articulating my points when it comes to talking but i do my best you know and credit where it's due you know i mean if if somebody's a decent person i'm gonna call them a decent person so you know it's just especially you know with everything that's happening in the world at the moment just to give somebody a little boost and just sort of make them feel good about themselves just definitely needed so i'm yep. i'm always happy to accommodate that positivity but, yeah works. i mean especially considering everything that's going on in the southern half of the country i live in like the southern half of the united states is a mess right now mm-hmm. but i'm not going to talk about that no no we're not we're not here to talk about that we're here to forget about <laughs> that and talk about some video games but before we get to that i suppose we had we're to talk about nerd shit yeah exactly we're here to talk about nerd oh. shit but we're also gonna yeah the raider we're gonna do the weather don't worry we're good gonna, yeah uh, I, I was considering I was considering not bother doing it, maybe just keeping it to one side, but I I knew that you would moan at me if I didn't, so <laughs> it's the lamest thing ever, but that's why it's great. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I gotta look up the weather. <laughs> look out the window. I actually yeah. can't see out the window, the curtains are closed. Uh but yeah it's definitely warming up here. We're moving into spring as I said last week, but we've had a lot of rain. Like we've got I don't know anyone doesn't know Wellington, New Zealand, it's very hilly. Like, you think of hills, and then you double them, and then you're you're in Wellington. We have, yeah, it's very, very windy, hilly roads everywhere, and we've had a lot of slips um, down some of our, um, I guess, major roads hmm. because of all the rain. Uh, and my pond that I'm working on has filled up two or three times, and I have to keep emptying it to work on it because the rain keeps filling it up. <laughs> uh, just, just leave it the way so. it is. It's already done. <laughs> yeah. 
It's already well, full of water. I almost did this last time, but I was like, no, nah, I really need to actually secure some of these rocks with some uh, pond foam, and so I had to drain it uh, again. <laughs> if you know, if you so, not, not got anything that you could put over it to stop the rain getting in there, it's like four meters long. You can get tarpaulin that's longer than four meters long. Yeah, but another thing people might not know about Wellington, people <laughs> call Chicago the windy, windy city. Ain't got nothing on Wellington. <laughs> that tarpaulin's going to blow the blow away within seconds. Put rocks uh, on it, man. Put rocks on it. Yeah, uh, it's still will blow away. <laughs> I'd need a lot of rocks. Trust me. <laughs> Trampolines here have to be like tied down if you don't like count the city council gets mad at you because they blow they, they literally blow away and like break houses <laughs> that's wild <laughs> i've never heard that our, before our, yeah i've never wins... heard having to tie down a trampoline yeah yep. uh it's pretty much standard like when there's ever a severe wind warning which is every few weeks <laughs> uh people remind people to to strap their the trampolines down they'll be like yeah it's standard mm-hmm. if you don't you're in trouble you, yeah you can cause a lot of damage actually last storm we had like bad storm about two a month or so ago there was yeah news reports of trampolines like rolling down the street mm. so someone mad. didn't if things are thrown around trampolines won't they throw around like small animals Probably. um i guess when it was go inside i don't know <laughs> roof uh, roofs come off yeah it's windy here have they got it's like literally a... going to rain cats and dogs in New Zealand? Hmm. Yeah. Have they got yep, like a, a fine in place if you don't actually tether your your trampoline down? Not that I know of. No. But if it keeps, yeah, it's it's not too common. It's at least one or two every big storm usually gets blown around, but most people strap them down <laughs> because they don't want to lose their trampoline. Oh, that's very true. Very that's true. a pretty good number, though. Every storm, you get one or two trampolines that just fly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets windy. We get 120, 130 kilometer winds quite regularly. Yeah, so I mean, I uh, think the, the biggest... I really just did the math in my head to convert kilometers to miles per hour, because I don't know kilometers. That. Yeah, that's a 74 miles per hour winds. Well, I don't know. That's I mean, insanity. Over in the UK, we've been able to get winds like that. That's generally kind of the last little remnants of a tropical storm that's that's coming in. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, um, yeah, most places do, but we yeah. get it quite regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so speaking yeah, of the... Up in the northeast... Mm. Up in northeast, like, northeast of the US, wind isn't too much of an issue as snow. Mm. Snow is real yeah, bad get, here. You get snow. So what is it like for you at the moment? Is it snowing? <laughs> no, for me, it is 77 degrees and humid as anything. Oh, no. It's muggy and awful, and I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't, so, yeah. That's only 25. That's nothing. Oh, look at him over there. There's nothing. <laughs> look at me living in the fires of hell. You're all right, mate. <laughs> no, it doesn't get that. That's oh, that's I'm like not, the hottest it really not gets. It's hot out. <laughs> it's it's not even sunny. It's just it's clouds and it's getting ready to rain, so it's just humid and sticky and mm. gross. Yep, yep. Mm. it's not the heat; it's the humidity that gets you. Yeah, yeah. I spent some time down in Georgia with its like southern U.S. and the humidity there is a monster. That's wild. Yeah, that's down close to Jeremy, isn't it? It's like soup. Yeah. Mm. Like the atmosphere is soup. You just like thick soup. 
Lovely. What about you, Josh? Uh, in the, the miserable UK. Oh, spoiler alert! It's been miserable again. <laughs> yeah. In fact, today today was a really a really weird day because I finished work at one o'clock and I was just sat outside of work having a smoke before we left to come home, and there was a hailstorm for thirty seconds and then it left, and then it just started raining for two minutes and then it left and it was bright sunshine. So I. Just, it sounds uh, like about three weeks ago here. Yeah, and, but I mean, I, I always say that this country can give you all four seasons in, in one day, and it really can. So, yeah. Good old yeah. England. Yeah, it's crap, but there you go. Enough about the weather. So, we've covered that. Don't worry. Don't worry. We've done it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. I was going to say, before we started recording, you, you mentioned, Josh, that you're surprised. You always forget that I'm... My, I hail from the UK. My parents mm-hmm. moved from England, I don't know, 40 years. Oh, no, it's getting on 50 years ago now. Um, my parents are old. But I think it was because they were sick of how cold and dark it was. They were up in the northeast. And so, you know, it gets dark at like 3.30 in the afternoon mm. in the winter. And my, my dad said, look, I want to move. Uh, his employer offered, um, was able to transfer him and he just said I want to go somewhere they speak English <laughs> and New Zealand was it I think Canada was an option but New Zealand ended up being where he was transferred to hmm. and he he got kicked out of French class so that's why he wanted an English speaking country hmm. that's why I'm in New Zealand and that's how you gained so your a accent a rookie question were you born in New Zealand yeah I was yeah yeah Okay, I was going to say, that would be an, a very exquisite accent if you had bits of a British accent and a New Zealand one. Uh, I do get told that I don't, I sound Kiwi, but not all the time. And it's because my parents still sound very English. My dad's got a kind of a more proper English accent, whereas my mum's a Geordie. She's from the Northeast, so she, yeah, people think she's Scottish. And they're Scottish? Not really Scottish? But, it's because oh. people don't know their accents. Yeah. yeah. More so. But the Geordies do sound slightly Scottish because of their. She doesn't have the slang, the Geordie slang. She doesn't say, why, well, man? <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, she's. No, no slang, Geordie accent. No. Oh, That's, yeah. Man, people in America are so, like, null to accents. I feel like they would think you were British, Vader. They just, mm. If they hear uh, yeah. anything that sounds remotely like that, they would just be like, oh, he's from the UK. And I was like, try again. Mm. Yeah, it's, I get that all the time. If I play like online shooter games and there's like voice chat, like I remember, I remember playing people and they start like yelling at you, oh, you and start saying, you, oh, you're fake British accent or you're <laughs> stupid Aussie. And it's like, I just like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, enough of that. We yeah. have a, a special message from... Um, our no hosts, yeah. Brian and Jeremy, <laughs> we're too busy. Oh, yeah. We, we yeah. got a message, especially for you, for our listeners, uh, from Jeremy saying, "Screw you, nerds! Brian and I are gonna drink." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's added to it. Guess who's drunk? It's <laughs> crazy. He said, "Not me yet, but soon." Hi, Vader. How's the podcast going? Answer me, God damn it! I see you highlighting my text, but <laughs> you are so drunk. 
I just want to break out my keyboard and get in on this, but I will leave that be. (laughs) Good old Jeremy and Brian. But yeah, those who don't know, they are actually speaking in person. Mm. They are outside the virtual world of podcasting and video games, and they're actually, uh, I guess, uh, sharing a drink together. Mm. I know who who would have thought it, you know, to... In real life, you know, I mean, I I barely know what real life is these days. I was kind of expecting him to pull a Josh and just like drive all the way down to Louisiana and then just like drive past Jeremy's house and not actually stop in and say hi, just like what Josh does to Cliff. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That's generally because I'm busy. That's because, well, the first time it was because I lost my phone, and the second time it was because it was just it was busy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vader, you jump on a plane to Josh, and then both of you jump on a plane to Pennsylvania, and then we'll all go down to Louisiana and just stand outside Jeremy's house. Yep. Yeah, and we just say we took the scenic route. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we took the scenic route, and then when he he tries to address us, we'll just completely act like he's not there. Hmm. We'll just act like Jeremy doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we can't do that, because we're not the worst. That's his job. Exactly. Um, we yeah, can't take that from him. Yeah, we can't do that. Jeremy's great. Mm. Yeah. Jeremy was my introduction to podcasting. Yes. Oh, they should have logged this entire thing and called it When the Worst Meets the Worst. That's a missed opportunity there. That's that's well, a shame. We, yeah, make like a small little YouTube series. They should have done it. Yeah. But they didn't. <laughs> we could put like like cute little music over the top of it and it's just like yeah, make like a dating montage. <laughs> Drew and Brian's first date. <laughs> Bromance. Yep. yep. And autumn is the third wheel. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, should, we, should we slip into the news? Yeah. Well, I mean, so we've got a few things here, but we are on a bit of a time schedule here. So I'm just going to point out a couple of quick things to note because all of us have got a few games on our list to talk about. So I don't want us on dwell too much on stuff that's sort of outside of that. So I just wanted to uh, quickly mention something I saw earlier. I saw the yes, yesterday or earlier today, I can't remember. Um, something to do about uh, Crackdown 3 being delayed until oh. next year again, which I was mo- I was kind of disgruntled at when I first read it and I did roll my eyes and then I thought, yeah, but Crackdown 3 is a game that I really want and I really want to be good. So I'm actually happy to wait. It's not not like I haven't got anything else to play. And I know I keep going on about I want more games on the Xbox so I can actually have a reason to turn that machine on. But it, I'm, I'm happy with it being delayed um, because, I mean, so Phil Spencer did come out and say that the reason it's being delayed is because they want to make sure that it meets the high standards that they want before releasing it, which is definitely a good thing to actually address considering how many games nowadays come out completely broken. Um, so I completely appreciate uh, where he's coming from. So it's just, it's another one of those things. It's an Xbox game. It gets delayed. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a quote I say all the time and people are actually gotten a little bit mad at me for saying it so often. I forget who said it. I think it was one game developer. Uh, a delayed game is eventually good. A rushed game is forever bad. Yeah, mm. I agree with that sentiment, but Xbox, you know, trick me once, shame on me, trick me twice, shame on you. And this is like the fourth or fifth time. <laughs> are, you, are you referring keep... to Scalebound here? Well, yeah, well, 
that's that's yeah. the well and and all the other games have been delayed see if this has been delayed and i understand i agree i completely agree with that sentiment but i have joked about it several times that they actually need a game if they want to actually sell consoles mm. and we're going on and when's the last good big xbox exclusive that's come out because mm. similarly yeah, I, I did see that um uh we happy few has finally got a release date but that's also being brought over to the playstation so that's not even an exclusive anymore um yeah. because I, I saw it up a pre order on PlayStation Store the other day and thinking, why are you putting up a pre order for a game that's not out until March next year? What's the point in that? That made no sense to me whatsoever. Ooh, but Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean more often than the not hype starts too early. Yeah. Hype more, starts too early. More often than not, it's like the the same happened with Hitman, is they chucked up pre orders for Hitman way in advance, then they had to take take it down and reissue it so then everybody's pre-orders got cancelled and they had to either just give up on it or renew their pre-order with the the revised listing of it but you just think what's the point in um putting a pre-order on the store for something that's not even going to be out for you know over half a year just it makes no sense to me and the amount of times i also saw it's like pyre pyre's only recently in the past few weeks come out that's been on the playstation store for about a year and a half you know, you couldn't even yeah. do anything with it. It was listed on the store, but I never understood why because there was never any information about it. And now it's only just recently come out. And it's good, which is great. Mm. But I think these mark these game marketing people, they just are terrible. They need to hire like anyone else, <laughs> mm. and to know any gamer should know that. Yeah, announcing a game and marketing it a year out, us gamers are going to get bored of hearing about it and, and eventually just lose our interest before it comes out we have short attention spans mm. <laughs> or if they just announce a game market it a few weeks beforehand it's going to do better mm. well, in my opinion yeah I yeah, mean it's much the same way with certain television shows that will end and then they're like alright well the next season's coming out in two years mm. everyone's going to forget worse. your show exists mm. ah exactly yeah yeah um, like Westworld I'm pretty mm. sure their season ended late 2016. They're not due back until 2019. Hmm. Who's those other planets? Yeah. AI. <laughs> I mean, it it would be interesting to see as well if No Man's Sky actually had sort of been announced and then sort of two months later come out. Whereas because we had so much time to build up the yeah. hype and actually have Sean Murray come out and explain all these things that. You know, apparently weren't in it or whatever. I'm not getting into that because it's just no. I did, we did I, last week. Yeah, I, I try to be positive on No Man's Sky because I genuinely do not want to give up on it. I really think that that game just needs time to blossom, and I've seen some horrible, horrible things about it recently. So the updates pretty cool. The updates pretty cool. Yeah, I, so That's I, what I've heard the the update actually makes it playable. Mm. Well, I. Again, I liked it when it on its vanilla version. I thought it was still fun. I still got twenty hours worth of gameplay and enjoyed it. Mm. But the update's pretty slick. Um, I had a quick fly around when because Odin. I told Odin it was an update, and he he got really excited, chucked it on straight away, and I took it off him and had a quick fly around and gave it back. Mm. And the flying feels much nicer. Like you mm. can like skim. You can actually crash, which is cool. All right, <laughs> so yeah. You can actually like you can fly around. There's no kind of um, fake pillow. Mm. Uh, of like yeah that you can't go past mm. uh, so yeah you can fly around and it actually feels like a flight more of a flight sim 
Um, yeah, it's cool. And then it just looks the textures and everything looks better. Um, Sean Bell from Midnight Resistance. He's been. I saw a lot of posts from him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Screenshots and it just looks fabulous. The, mm. What they've enhanced. It always looked quite magical and awesome. And what they've added to it is anyway. It's not No Man's Sky podcast again. It was last week. <laughs> what did you do, Josh? But the point you're making is that most games that have these long, drawn-out marketing and announcement mm. yeah, plans yeah. seem to fizzle. Like, The Division was another example, without getting into it. Um, the Last Guardian. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and Final Fantasy as well. I and think. that one didn't even turn out to be very good. Oh. Well, yeah, the last game. Final Fantasy, I think, actually worked out okay. I think the end game was pretty good. Like, mm. well, um, I think the it has, the it has Final e, Fantasy behind it. The E3 demo that we saw certainly didn't do it any favors. Yeah, you know I mean that, no, that that didn't. Yeah, that boss fight that we saw at E3 that year was just very, very disheartening. So I, I cancelled my pre-order then, and I redid it when I actually got to try the demo myself again. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. But that's because it's Final Fantasy. It has yeah. like, such a large history. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was a bit quiet during that No Man's Sky bit because I haven't played that game. I haven't touched it. I don't. I haven't been really into it. So I had nothing to say there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I have yeah. picked. I, I picked up No Man's Sky again just because I, I didn't want to sort of give up on it. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to that at some point. Um. Yeah, but I mean, so just we we're in a very difficult and awkward generation where everybody moans about games being delayed, especially when it comes to Xbox, because you you got the stick to beat it with. Then of I haven't got any games to play on this machine, but at the same time, would you want that game to come out early and be broken for you to then have yet another reason to moan? Um, so just they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. So that's why, although I did initially roll my eyes. To see the crackdown have been delayed, I think it's it's for the best. And like I said, I've got plenty of other stuff to play. Crackdown is just is a game that I very much want to come back with a bang. So if I have to wait even more time for it, I'm quite happy to do so. So, but um, yeah. So I just wanted to quickly bring that up. Um, the other thing I mentioned, which I only saw earlier, is the um, uh, software update five for PlayStation Four is currently in beta testing. Um, so I I had no idea that this was even happening. I just happened to see it earlier. I think it's um, version five or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just I saw that, and because I've written on the show notes is uh, was it would it fix one issue that I have? And that issue is, and I know it's a very very nitpicky and niche sort of issue to have, but I want if I turn. I currently have the key tone and the music for like the the home screen off. If I turn that on, I get that little sort of um, thing that happens every time you unlock a trophy. I want that, but without the key tone thing. So because that that key tone I find annoying, but the unlocking the trophy noise for some reason just makes me smile. So if I can actually put something where I can have the trophy noise, but turn off the ketone noise i'd be much happier i'd be so much happier but um yeah i so, can't actually work out what what sound you're referring to uh just I don't you, know if I notice it every every time you unlock a trophy it just goes 
No, that is yep. just yeah, it's a little noise. Uh, just for some reason, because I'm a I'm just one of those people who really enjoys trophies. Um, just getting that just makes me smile for some reason. Just I don't know. So you like the sound, but you don't like like the image that pops up. No, I like the image that pops up. It's just you know, like um, when you're on the home screen and you sort of say if you just if you're trying to decide what game to play every time you you um to sort of choose from one game to the next, it's got that sort of din 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 that noise that happens. Oh, I, just, yeah, I don't yeah. like yeah. that. That's that gets on my nerves. But you can't have that um without the the trophy oh, noise. I get so it. it's I get it. yeah, it's all or nothing basically. So I know, like I said, that's a very particular and niche issue. Um, yes it is <laughs> yeah but you know I'm a very particular and niche kind of person so yeah yeah yeah. I well, wasn't you... too big of a fan of the default noise but I got a skin when I picked up Deus Ex Mankind Divided and the theme changes the noise so it's a little bit more bearable well I didn't even yeah, know that was the... a thing oh yeah yeah some of the Dark Souls ones I think even the Bloodborne ones change it alright um, I'm trying to remember I, I, usually, I usually don't have my headphones on when I'm in the menu, so I don't actually hear the clickiness. Mm. No. Yeah, and I didn't even know about that PS4 update until I looked at the show notes. Mm. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, I only saw. I never paid attention. Yeah, I only saw this about an hour ago, so I just thought it would just be handy to chuck it in there, just because I don't think I've ever been able to actually state. Um, my admittedly very particular specific <laughs> issue. So I I admit that it's a very nitpicky thing, but, you know, I mean, if people are going to nitpick about other stuff, you know, I'm going to nitpick about Why this. Why not? Yeah, exactly. We'll give so. you a stage, Josh. We'll give you a stage. Exactly. You know, I don't yeah. know if you know this, but in VR, um, when you get a trophy, the noise the chimes, but you don't actually see what the trophy is because, yeah, it doesn't pop up with the little window. It just chimes. So was that, no. the, I suppose, if that popped up, that might mess around with the tracking, perhaps? Well, I think it would just be, yeah, it'd be just over, overlay the 3D screen, so it'd mm. be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it might be a bit harder to program into the game mm. from the operating system. So it's just the audio, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're playing a game where... Um, you unlock trophies quite often. You don't necessarily want to see that coming up all the time. No. no. So um, it's interesting they did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I know that there are a few games out there where you the trophies do come thick and fast. Um, because I remember on uh, last gen there was a Simpsons game where the, the the trophies or the achievements were just would just you got a trophy or an achievement for actually just clicking start to start the game. Um, yeah, but so it was. It was just that simple. Speaking of the Simpsons, we're going to jump straight into the games here because Vader's put on here the Simpsons in his games, and I want to know what the bloody hell he's talking about. So segue. So I haven't actually played anything really that new since last week. I've been playing Hellblade and Nier to try and Josh because he Josh blew me away with how quick you finish. You finished Nier, and I yeah. feel like I've been left in the dust. That that was after a couple of very late nights, mine. <laughs> but still, um, I'm just bogged down doing stupid side quests and talking to the wise robot dudes and taking mm. them. Um, yeah, so much running around. Oh. Anyway, I so I haven't really played anything new 
main gaming wise but i took odin to a birth- birthday party last night which mm. was at laser force what do you guys call it you know like the shooty gun laser tag oh um there used to be laser uh, tag. yeah laser quest we used to call it over here oh, okay yeah um actually i oh, went to a really cool one up in the northeast when i went there as a kid that was like it was massive it was awesome anyway mm. Uh, Laser Force is like the branded name here. Like, there's a few of them around the country, mm-hmm. um, and they have an arcade there. And it was for, you could play anything. You know, it was all paid for by the party, so you could play whatever. Boy, do they need an upgrade of their arcade machines? They were jank, and half of them didn't work. Uh, <laughs> or it was two player, and one of the players didn't work. Um, it was one of those like um, uh, light gun shooty ones. There was actually lots of them. And oh, yeah, yeah. the hmm. cool ones were taken. So me and Odin jumped on one of the, or this crappy looking one. And it's like, we managed to get it to start. And then we're like, shoot, 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 shoot all the targets. And then it, like a minute passes. And it's like, you got no targets. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was dumb. Anyway, so we got to play a bunch of arcades and they had my favorite arcade game of my childhood, The Simpsons, which I managed to finish by putting like five dollars worth of coins in as a kid <laughs> um it was yeah it so was is 20 it, cents is this per, per go the arcade machine was that bart's adventure now i can't remember i can't remember what the sub t- um title is it's the one where maggie gets the diamond and mr burns steals maggie uh no i don't i i played the bart's adventure one but i don't think i've ever played that one this one you can do four player it's just a side scroller beat him up uh, and you get to play uh, you can choose Marge Homer Lisa or Bart um, alright I don't know this one I thought everyone knew this one mm. uh, I'm trying to google it arcade game but yeah it's it's great it's like all old arcade games it's designed to be impossible to really kind of beat on one coin that like you've got to feed in stuff Hmm. Let me chuck that in the show notes. I think I uh, have yeah, heard great. of it. Yeah, I think I have heard yeah. of it. But so Bart's Adventure was it, the one that I heard more about as a kid. Yeah, I don't really know that one. Do you know this know this game, John? I just chucked it in the show notes. If you not the show notes, the, I absolutely do not. No idea. I've oh, never seen that game. But yeah, basically, this starts off and Mr. Burns is robbery, robbing a jewelry store for some reason. I don't know why, because he's mega rich anyway. Um, he's a bit but, rich. He doesn't need to rob stores. I know. But then, like, the, this giant diamond that he's, Smithers is stealing, like, gets knocked out of his hand and it lands in Maggie's mouth and then she starts sucking on it like she does her pacifier. Mm-hmm. So the diamond is now her pacifier. And so instead of just taking it off her, they pick her up and run away. And so now the Simpson, the Simpson family are on a rampage to, I guess, get her back and you beat up lots of goons along the way. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was fun to go back it to like it. Double Dragon. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's side-scrolling bad Double Dragon game. Um, uh, Homer, you can pick like beer cans and like burp on people and stuff. Um, it's yeah. just yeah. silly. Sounds about right. Yeah, um, but his escape. It's every arcade game though. Oh, super arcade! Like it, mate, it's designed so you can't really beat it. It's like you get hurt like all the time. But we could just keep pushing the the button and get as many lives as we wanted because it was free to play, free play. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so right. Odin got bored within like five seconds because it's not Minecraft or something fancy. But <laughs> they don't appreciate new, they don't appreciate older games. No, no he, he he surprisingly he does with certain games, but he just was was not interested in this. He played for like five minutes and was just like ended up loading up Lisa and Bart and was just wiggling around with two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. But it was it was cool to go back and play your classic arcade game. As I said, me and my brother clocked it way back mm. when I was like maybe nine or ten, nine or so mm. in the arcades. Mm. Um, how, I had a paper on. How does it hold up? Oh, it's very arcadey. It's still mm. it was still fun. I enjoyed playing it. Mm. As I say, you die lots. Nice. You can barely get past the first level on your first um, your first credit, but. Again, last night was okay because I had like I pushed the button like thirty times and had like sixty lives, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> pretty, yeah, yeah, holding up's not really an issue with games like that because the whole like they're not very graphic intensive, and you just walk to the side and beat up everybody who comes onto the screen and then do yeah. it again. Mm. It's all nostalgia. I'm not going to sit there and play it for hours. Mm. And if I had it on my console, like I don't think I would bother. But mm. because we're at the arcade, it was fun. Mm. Um, and it is like cartoon drawn. It sort of looks very similar. It's where it doesn't hold up is the the old um, the old screens that arcade machines have are, are pretty bad. <laughs> no, I imagine it's probably faded quite a lot because it'd be a CRT, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have faded. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking at the screenshot you put in the chat, and I had to do a double take because because the the way it is, the way the Marge stood. I mean, I, it took me a little while to figure out. She just she's holding a Hoover. But the way that she yeah. stood, with the way yeah. her head's tilted forward, it looks like she's puking. Oh, yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, I just yeah. noticed that. Yeah, it's really, really I had to weird. I the screenshot, and I was like, what is she doing? Yeah, it's really weird. And then I thought, no, she's not. She's just holding a hoover. <laughs> yep, that's her weapon. She whacks people with it. Homer just punches and fly kicks. His fly kick is pretty awesome. The animation for that's awesome. You jump and then hit the kick button, and he just like, does this like, Bruce Lee fly kick. It's awesome. Um, All right, in what universe this... can Homer Simpson do a karate kick? Let's be real here, guys. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, True. Uh, every universe. <laughs> Homer's a legend. <laughs> um, Once he gets drunk enough, he can do anything he wants. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Bart uses a skateboard to whack people, and Lisa uses her skipping rope. Hmm. But speaking about puking, I, I might as well run through them quickly because I was at the arcade. My list is long because, well, the arcade games I've got to play. Mm-hmm. So we also played Rampage, uh, me and Odin, which is yep. a good old classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Rampage I'm, is so good. Yeah, I remember Rampage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I, I must have played this in the arcade, but I played Rampage mostly on my old Lynx console. It was my brother's, but we shared it. I don't know if you guys know the Lynx. Yep. Is the yeah. handheld? I do not. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen yeah. one in the wild, but I know what one is. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a it's a handheld. It was kind of a Game Boy uh, competitor, mm-hmm. and it was it was color. Whereas the Game Boy, I think at the time wasn't or was just moving into color. Mm-hmm. But it was huge. It was quite big. Yeah. Um, it's very oh, Nintendo right. Switch, but you kind of double how thick it, maybe triple how thick it was. And maybe extra few inches on how wide it is, and then reduce the screen size by <laughs> half. Um, but yeah, it's that handheld kind of that PSP looking shape, but much bigger. Um, but yeah, it, we had Rampage on that. We had California games and things like that. 
Um, but yeah, Rampage was fun. Um, just yeah, busting up buildings with yep. Odin, eating people. Yep. He just thought it was hilarious that he could kick people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kicked so many people this level. <laughs> funny how kids latch on to stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> The other arcade games were there I played was a random Japanese robot game. It was like Gundam, but you have two joysticks. It was super crude, and you had to like to turn left and right. You had to like kind of like what you'd imagine a tank push one forward and the other back to turn mm. um, left and right. So you yeah. gotta alternate, um, and that was just fun. Like it was cold. It was uh, versus. So there was two two uh, modules, and you'd you'd both jump on, and so me and Odin battled our giant robots to death. And so that was fun. The other one was Ninja. What's that? Did he beat you? Uh, one round he did. Um, did you let him? Round. Uh, I was t- trying to teach him how the controls worked and so he could kind of get the hang of movement. Um, so I was leaning over and giving him pointers. So <laughs> um, it was real janky. It's like from the, like the nineties. It's really old. <laughs> they have way. I saw some way nicer ones uh, while I was in Japan last year, and I wanted to give them a go, but yeah, I didn't really understand the instructions, so it was kind of hard. But they had like eight pods. You could do like I think you could do eight versus eight, or something. Or it was, it was intense, or eight, um, or free for all, like eight players. It was quite intense and that's the one in japan and mm-hmm. like it was a full pod you hopped in and the screen was curved and stuff and it was like a full like robot control scheme it was pretty intense mm-hmm. this was very simple two joysticks four buttons and two of the buttons did the exact same thing <laughs> um, okay dodge button but the other one i played the, the light gun game was ninja assassins mm. yeah i remember ninja assassins i remember that, that was, it was awesome yeah awesome but, game but I, it's just, I don't remember like, that at all. Yeah, I it, do. It's, it might have been before time my crisis. time. Uh, time crisis, but with n- ninjas and it's, yeah, it was, was mid mid PS2 era, I think, wasn't it? Oh, did it actually come out on console? Yeah, there was there was a Ninja Assassin game on the console. I believe it was a light gun game. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, this was yeah light light gun. What was this is Namco. What was cool about this one, the gun was actually pretty slick. It, when you pulled the trigger, it um, is, you know, you usually kind of handgun the top. I don't know, how do you say it? Like it fired, actually fired. Hmm. So it would click back. So it was like, it was, yeah, the, the I don't know, guns. I've never even shot a handgun. Um, American. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> John, you're American. You know guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. Not really. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's a fair uh, assumption to make. My country does have a reputation. <laughs> yes, it I'll does. admit that. Hmm. But yeah, when you pull pull the trigger, the top of the gun um, moves backwards and forwards with the with the action of the trigger. So, hmm. so it's semi semi automatic. So it's like, and it actually clicked. So there's motion to it. So it hmm. felt a bit more visceral. And but what I was just noticed how cheap they make these games. Like they're designed that you you can't know where things are and you're gonna get hurt at least your first ten times hmm. because they yeah. want you to pay the monies. Um, and that's the biggest downfall for me. But it was fun. It was fun. It was actually quite accurate. I found 
mm. and it was fun shooting the the weird assassin enemies throughout the game. Mm. I'd like yeah, I don't to... think I've ever found an easy arcade game because, like mm. you said, they want you to fail so that mm. you try again. Yeah, and yeah. you pay again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to correct myself. It was Ninja Assault, not Ninja Assassins, but I think it was kind of. Um... Oh, Maybe it was Ninja Assault. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so it came out um, 2002 on the PS2. So it's Light Gun. So the exclusive title with GunCon 2 compatibility. Uh, yeah, that's so, what it was. yeah, Ninja Assault. Yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah Sorry, I, remember, my bad. I remember that. Yeah. The, the dumb thing was there was two player option. But the second gun didn't work, so me and Odin couldn't play together. Oh, it's always the way. There's all, nah. Those games, there's always only one gun that works. Always. Yeah. Every single one I've ever used has always been one that's just broken. So. Yeah, that's it. I can see yeah. that's the picture in the arcade. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. As soon as yeah, you, was, I have cool. no knowledge of like older arcade games, so you could have honestly just kept going and i would have believed the game is called ninja assassin because i have no reference <laughs> if it was or it wasn't <laughs> well i just was my memory i actually looked at the name and i my mentally took note and i still got it wrong <laughs> so because <laughs> i just thought it'd be fun to talk about this stuff um i, I think that's all we really played oh we jumped on the motorbike game oh we played daytona everyone knows daytona oh daytona yep yeah it's so yep. jank man odin's steering wheel it was like constantly like just bouncing backwards and forwards like mm. he had to like hold it real it was real hard for him to hold it straight because there was just so much like uh resistance just happening even when he's driving straight <laughs> yep hmm. i just got assault wrong thanks john <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so that was my arcade shenanigans last night fantastic I'm going to hop into one of mine now because I've been dying, dying to talk about this. So, seeing as you brought it up earlier, Vader, I'm going to have to talk about Nier. No, we've all taken our turns talking about Nier. We keep talking about doing a spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. And I think we still should, even though we've talked about it three or four times now. Yep. Now, now, now I've finished it, I'm totally up for that. Because, my yeah. word, the story in this game got me... Oh my god. Um, the trouble is, say, the spoiler cast would be the best place to talk about the story because it's. Talking about the story now, it, it's so easy to spoil it. So I'm going to have to kind of tiptoe around it um, and just kind of talk about my feelings towards the story instead of the story itself, if you see what I mean. But this story is just. I don't, I don't know what I enjoyed more. The story it's telling or the way that it tells the story. Because the the way that it chooses to tell the story, it's it's got a very kind of um, sort of Blade Runner vibe to it. Because, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a spoiler to say that you know, I, pretty much everybody knows it. It's, it's a lot of, thematically, there's a lot of kind of um, androids and robots kind of discovering a sense of humanity to you know to kind of skirt around it slightly but the way that it chooses to convey this is in a way that i genuinely wasn't expecting because there's a lot of references to um lots of uh the books on critical thinking and philosophies from a bygone era written by old authors that are just 
just all time classic pieces of work to actually experience. So to know that they made it into this game as an actual point of reference for the themes that the game was trying, well, that did actually very well succeed to get across just completely blew me away because it's, just, it's something just as subtle as just a character reading a book within the, the game world itself just to see that and then to see that character's arc which i'm not going to go into but that particular character's arc really did actually just properly affect me um seeing how that you first meet that character and how this character um takes you to a specific place and the other characters that you meet in the specific place um, and how it all ties in with your interactions with these characters and how the society that they have created for themselves affects them in a way that you would you would expect from people in a society the fact that everyone's got their own separate opinions on the way that it's being run but they're just most of them are just happy to be there. Um, it's just it's very. I don't know. There, there is a a beautiful subtlety to it that really just stuck out in my mind. And it was definitely one of those games where I finished it and I was thinking about it for days. Uh, it just kept playing on my mind, and I just kept watching YouTube videos on it to get bits and pieces of the story I might have missed or just might not have quite understood um, there was I just went out and just downloaded as many podcasts as I could there were people talking about it just because I just wanted to have it in my mind while I was at work it, just, it completely consumed me um, to the point where it didn't matter that the combat wasn't anything special you know and obviously because it's a platinum game we all expect a specific kind of third person action combat and it's certainly not the best of its breed in that regard at all but it's very much a game that it doesn't matter about the combat it's uh, that's not the point here the point is the characters and the individuals that you meet and discovering their motivations for doing certain things that they've done and why they chose to act in a certain way or chose to do a certain thing just being able to experience that and actually kind of i don't know it's very weird when you see certain things play out and you see a certain character do a certain thing and you could you feel kind of angry because you think that's a real dick move but then you just think it in all honesty you kind of you gain a sense of empathy towards them so you kind of you can think well if i was in that position I might have handled the situation the exact same way. So who am I to actually pass judgment over this thing that is essentially has essentially just learnt things about human beings and how humans interacted back when, you know, way before all the events of this game actually happened. To know that they took such an interest in the way that human beings were and mimicked it essentially mimicked it and mimicked not only the um staples of society but the the flaws that those staples create and all the ultimate downfall that happens because of that it's it was so interesting to see a, a specific society of 
things that just they're not sentient beings but they in a way they are they are sentient beings because they choose to study human beings and actually learn things about humans and how um our society and our politics actually works and they chose to implement it in in a way that just was essentially just a parallel to the way that we as humans actually choose to do it so it was just it was very odd and there's definitely a lot of themes that they were trying to push with this game um i would be interested to actually it's one of those games where you just you want to sit down with them as a collective team and (laughs) ask them about their experiences and their motivations and their thoughts and philosophies on life and why they thought that would be a, a good idea to put in the game. Not to say there's not a bad idea, because it is certainly it's a great idea, but it's just it's it's very much the kind of game where you kind of want to sit down with the, the development team and just pick their brains as to why you chose to take this and you chose to reference this specific philosopher and actually meld these things together into a society that feels very alien but is ultimately very relatable in a way that kind of makes you sick because a it's relatable because it's kind of like it's in human history anyway and b to know that they mimicked something that wasn't necessarily a good thing to mimic and then proceeded to make the same mistakes as the humans made just you you kind of i don't know you you sit there and you think about it and so the, it's, there's so many thoughts rushing through my head about this game right now i can't even just put it into words it highlights our our flaws as humans i guess is what you're trying to say yeah it it really does yeah and it makes just, you reflect yeah and it was very much one of those games where i sat there and when i, I finished it i just i could not get it out of my mind to just see all of these things come together and to just know that you know because obviously you know that we've got history as human beings and we we can actually go back and sort of study certain societies that you know rose and, uh, and rose up and fell down over the years and whatnot and to know that these robots or these androids or whatever were so determined to be that way despite the fact they knew the consequences of it it was just fascinating to watch yeah. and it utterly encapsulated me um, to just sort of read certain bits and pieces of information or interact with certain NPCs. And uh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I was going to ask you a question. Is mm. is that, are you fascinated more because of the style of, of how the story is portrayed mm. through multiple playthroughs or mm. is it, would you prefer to have just had that all in one experience? There were certain points where, I'm not going to lie, there were certain points where I did feel like it was starting to get a bit long in the tooth. Um, I mean, so I appreciate that every subsequent playthrough after your first one gets shorter and shorter. Um, But with the second playthrough being a direct parallel to the first playthrough, just from a different perspective, obviously I can appreciate the fact that the character you're playing as in the second playthrough did actually go off on their own and do certain things that you didn't see in the first playthrough. So to flesh them out as a character and give them some context, I can appreciate. But then by the time you get to the third playthrough and then you realise that things are very different now, and I'm not going to say how, but things are very different in the third playthrough. 
and the way that it ramps up towards the end where there's two specific characters and it just it flits between them in a way that I know was meant to create a sense of tension but ultimately it just got a bit annoying um, because I just wanted to see these two like these are two characters that have been built up so much throughout my entire playthrough that I just I wanted to see what was inevitably going to happen when these characters met and to just have this long drawn out battle on actually getting there as sort of cinematic as that might have been did make me think sorry go on could have been quicker could have been quicker yeah it could could have been a lot quicker um and i did start to think is the end really going to justify all of this effort that i've put in and I'm happy to say that from my own personal perspective, it certainly was. It it paid off. Good. Yeah, it really did pay off. Um, and the choice that it gives you in one of the endings is one of those where it's a hard decision to make and then what you have to do afterwards is a very difficult thing to do. But while you're doing it, it makes you consider your actions as to what you're doing at that time. And it makes you think about what the the game is as a whole and what you are actually doing and kind of what you're, I suppose, what you're sacrificing, should we say. So obviously I don't want to go too too far into it, but so what you're sacrificing is really you're, you're sat there and you're forced to think about this by your actions. And although the actions might seem very kind of quaint and trivial because of what you're actually doing, it's not until you, you sort of you realize what it is you're doing that it holds a lot more weight to it and when you see these things happen on screen and you think shit this is really this is it isn't it this is what this is all being building up towards is this one choice and it just it blew my mind absolutely blew my mind and for a game that is really it's kind of I know, obviously, because we've got the the original Nier, and then we've got was it Drakengard three, which is you know as a sequel to Drakengard one, and Drakengard two is not part of that. I don't know. It's a very <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very weird and backwards um, series and franchise. So to have this being the only one I have played has certainly sparked an interest to at least go back and play the original Nier, if not the entire franchise, but to just play that one, just because I have heard that there are bits and pieces and threads from that one that are in Automata. So that is, it would be interesting just to go back for comparison purposes, but then to see similar kind of mechanics and similar themes and story beats be put into a game you know, so that far back would also be quite interesting just to kind of see how they would have taken them and kind of, I don't know, improved on them in the modern day, really. Um, Yeah, it just utterly, utterly destroyed me. There was one part (laughs) in this game that, I mean, bear in mind, it was three o'clock in the morning. It had been a long sort of, you know, five, six hour session. I was tired. I was emotionally drained. And this bit just completely caught me off guard. And it was one of those moments where I dropped the controller and I made this decision. I took 20 minutes making this decision. I dropped the controller. I said, oh, fuck. And then 
I don't, I'm not, not going to lie about it. I sat there and I sobbed my heart out because it was so awful to see. I felt so bad for the character that was involved that to just be a part of that really made me appreciate that character. I mean, so that is the standalone moment standalone moment of that entire game for me personally. Just that scenario with that particular character really just utterly, utterly destroyed me um, to the point where after I had that moment, I had officially decided this uh, it's going to be it's going to have to be something bloody astonishing but to beat this, but this is probably going to be my game of the year honestly, this is just, to have a game that had been built up by so many people whose opinions I respect and trust anyway and then thought it's not usually my sort of thing, but I'm a sucker for a good story. So if I if I can have a good story that's told well, then I will go through hell and high water just to see that story and see how it unfolds and see how it makes me think. I like a story that makes me think, but I like a story that makes me think about things from a different perspective. And mm. that's partially what i took away from this apart from the characters and the music oh my god the fucking music in this game is incredible it is it's very strange at times it's very strange i find it's very in some tracks it's very childish it's got Mm. a very sort of um yeah pascal village yes yeah that track as soon as i heard that i fell in love with it It, it's got such childish quality to it but it is absolutely beautiful it does, I agree, but it also becomes the point where it's almost spooky because mm. it's so cheery and childish. Yeah. And the surrounding situation isn't really cheery. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it almost has a, like a flip effect to it that it becomes eerie and creepy. Uh, for me, at least. If I hear it for too long, I just end up having to leave the village because it just it, it makes me feel uneasy. Mm. No, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, personally, for me, I could stay in that village all day because I just I love that song. <laughs> I love it. As soon as I heard it, I thought, what is this? Because I need this. But despite the fact, like I said, it's it's so weirdly t- childish, but it's got a kind of a beautiful yet haunting element to it that yeah. really comes out as you progress in that village and the characters that you meet and the stories that you find out in that village. When you actually get to see what happens in the end... It's it goes from being a beautiful masterpiece of a song to a tragically haunting one in a strange way, yeah. but it's still beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the soundtrack is amazing. I absolutely I fell in love with it. So it's the, it's the overarching story that's keeping me going because um, mm. I I enjoy the gameplay, but I've got other things to play, mm. and, and I'm in the nine years playthrough, second playthrough, and it it, it there's a lot of repetition. Yeah, and yeah. That's, it's the end goal that's making me want to keep play through it, mm. but also don't want to miss any of the side quests. So mm. it, yeah, it's a bit of a, a little bit of slog now. I'm yeah. still enjoying playing when I do, but it's a bit of a slog to get to it. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah, no, I was finding um, that playthrough in particular to be a little bit of a slog, just because most of the stuff I had already seen. So I appreciated that they needed to actually give speed things up. yeah they needed they also needed to sort of give 9s his own space to to grow mm. as a character 
Um, and there are certain situations where he's on his own and the things that he experiences gives that context. But so that playthrough yeah. does kind of get a bit of a slog. But once you get through that and you get into the third playthrough and you see that you're definitely not in Kansas anymore in that playthrough, <laughs> that's when you think, okay, this is worth it now. This yeah, is where things are really going to kick off. Because once you get through that playthrough, Vader, I swear, once you get through this playthrough, you once the third one kicks in, you're going to love it. Seriously, the things it does well, in that playthrough is incredible. That's what I want to get to. But the question is, should I bother with all these side quests or should I not? Like, that's the thing. They, they're giving me little um, nuggets of mm. character development in some ways, but they also seem pointless. Uh, a lot of them are, especially some of the ones I found in the third playthrough, they are very, very fetch quest heavy. Um, which is fine. You know, I, can, I can handle a certain amount of fetch quest heavy things and there's a, a few um, sort of escort missions and whatnot, which is fine again. Um, but there are a few that are definitely worth your time simply because although it may only be a little a little nugget of story, that nugget is just worth the effort because it just it adds flavour to the it world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it gives you a better understanding of what these characters are all about. Um, mm, that's what I'm finding. It's just yeah, the, a bit of a drag running across the map backwards and forwards. Mm. But um, there's one thing because I enjoy listening to to the way you talk about this game and Jeremy and Cliff and everyone else who has talked about Nier and how much they've loved going through all the playthroughs. Mm. I want to meet and hear that that guy who plays the first playthrough puts it down, and goes that was crap. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and says nothing happened like, yeah because it really is the first playthrough if you see that as it's as the whole game it's yeah. a broken janky game with no real point <laughs> yeah there is yeah. Uh, i want to meet that guy who put it down and thinks that's it uh, yeah but yeah anyway. I'd, I'd love to meet that person because then i could say to them you've got ending a i mean so i've wrote down the endings <laughs> i i actually got so i got a b c d e g k t and v so that's how many endings I actually got through my... I played just shy of 33 hours of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, to actually get all those endings, that was more than I was expecting to get anyway. But I, too, would also like to sit down with a person. And I'm sure this person exists because, you know, if it's not... I mean, obviously, if it's not for that person, it's not for them. But I would love to sit them down and say, look, just... Just, just push through it. Yeah, just why? <laughs> why would you play it once and then just leave it there? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that kind of person might not be into that particular kind of game or story or something. I mean, the main thing that drew me to this game in the first place wasn't the gameplay at all. It was everything I'd heard about the story. It was basically, it was a unanimous opinion of, listen, you need to experience this story now. So that I took that and ran with it, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I took those 33 hours and actually just blasted through it as much and saw as much of the game as i possibly could because i wouldn't be sat here saying this is probably going to be my game of the year and i don't really see it being toppled yeah nice yeah yeah i'm, I'm the same because i'm actually not traditionally a big fan of platinum games mm. um i bounced off uh, middle gear middle gear revengeance mm. um but on that note 
Um, did you hear that this game has saved Platinum Games? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, they said that if it wasn't for the sales, that it would have actually ended Platinum Games. Because they have had a few flops recently. Mm. Um, so, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I think everybody basically spelled Doom for them after they um, released, was it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Well, there's Ninja Turtles, Transformers... Um, Transformers Cora, was supposed to be alright, but just sold poorly, I think. It should have been two-player. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, if Ninja Turtles was two-player, I would have bought it. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's weird, because uh, it... But... Nier is one of those games where you wouldn't necessarily expect it, because of the kind of game that it is. You wouldn't expect it to go above and beyond with sales, really. It seems like a very kind of word of mouth only sort of game. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, we've put, left poor John in the corner there um, and time out. No, no, should... it's, it's fine. <laughs> you guys talked about uh, wanting to meet the person who played the game once and then let it go. I attempted the tutorial once, got to the part <laughs> where you fight like two of the bosses at the same time, died, yep. found out you have to restart the entire tutorial again and never played it again. Interesting. Oh, man, you're missing out on so much. So much. I know. Yeah. I mean, my, bro- my brother played it, and he talked up a whole bunch. Of, like, he didn't finish. He finished playthrough one. I mm. think he finished playthrough one, but he was playing it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, two or three hits, and he was done. Mm. Yeah. So, it took him It took him about, I want to say, north of, like, eight hours to finish the tutorial, because if he would get hit, he would die because he didn't know what was going to happen at that point. And then he would have to go through, do it again, get past that part, and then something else he didn't see coming would kill him. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I've heard that on Don't Go Up Skeleton, your brother is uh, is very mean to himself. Oh, and plays yeah. everything on hard. Mm. <laughs> well, he was... Uh, I think the first time I really realized it, like, he played the Batman Arkham, like, the Arkham series on the hardest difficulty, but the only thing that really does is you take more damage and it gets rid of, like, the little counter icon yes, above enemy's yeah. heads. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but he beat them all with relative ease, I think, on the hardest difficulty, and then he was telling me when he was playing Dragon Age Inquisition that it took him, like, two and a half hours yes, to beat stuff. the dragon fights in that game mm-hmm. stuff and that's one go like two and a half hours in one go and i'm like what are you what are you doing to yourself just play the game for fun yeah yeah, yeah that's a mess i i played but... rage on hard mode and i enjoyed that because it was quite a short game anyway um uh, I, it... I played looking at the show notes this is a show, this is a game we'll get to at some point but i played horizon zero yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so I played Horizon on uh, easy, I think. Um, yeah, I mean that's the way to play it from narrative. But I was trying to play like realistic. Like Aloy is a girl with no armor, and these are giant metal dinosaurs. Mm. They yeah, that's interesting way to shop. Yeah, mm. that's an interesting way to approach it. You're, you're, I guess you're trying to role play her more accurately than the than easy would let you do that. Yeah, I mean, I was on, I didn't start the game on the hardest difficulty, I started it on normal, but as I got to know Aloy more and, like, care about her as a character, because they really flesh her out and they make her very human, like, I started to genuinely care about that character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And to, to be fair, that final fight in Horizon, because I might as well go on record now as saying because I haven't said it yet, I have actually finished Horizon Zero Dawn now, and that's that's got another incredible story to it. But the the final fight in that game, even though I was playing on easy, I knew that I'd been in a fight because I was physically exhausted. It was one of those fights that keeps you on your toes. So despite... Are you it, talking about the fight, like the actual final fight, or like that last really big battle? Uh, the last one where you just got to um, kill as many of the monsters as possible. You, you're basically you're defending the position, essentially. And you've got to take down okay, all the... Okay, so you're um, talking about the encounter leading up... It's the encounter leading up to the final boss fight. Yeah, because the final boss fight really wasn't that difficult. Yeah, I heard yeah. you saying that like it was hard like just now, and I was like, what is he talking about? That boss fight is something you already fought. Yeah. No, no, it was... Yeah, uh, that final encounter, I mm. was... I was drained on ammo. I was drained on potions. I had to resort to using like the like machine guns that you can just pick up and use without using your own ammo because I had nothing else to hit them with. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because on the hardest difficulties, they have they have quite a lot of HP. Hmm. It's up yeah, there. I don't like HP bloat. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I should play Horizon. It's just I don't like the open world. I'm just not interested in running around a big open space. <laughs> but I should play it. You definitely should. It's very good. Yeah. You... Probably, you guys are talking about near being game of the year. And uh, for me, right now, it's a toss-up between Horizon Zero Dawn or Persona 5. But I actually finished Horizon, so I guess that gets the nod. I didn't mm. finish Persona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, we, we've done enough talking, John. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us one of your games you've been playing recently? Yes, please do. I mean, a lot of my time, I guess people that follow me on Twitter, which I think Josh does. I don't know if you do, Vader. I'm banned I'm at Twitter. I'm not sure. Sorry. <laughs> eh, it's all right. I've talked quite a lot of sugar about Guilty Gear, Revelator 2, and Tekken 7, because I'm like the, I guess I'm the go-to fighting game guy in our little like Twitter circle. Hmm. Yes, I have heard that. I mean, it's me or Matt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly good at them, but I enjoy them. What, what yeah, is, what's I your mean, favorite? Uh, what's your favorite historically? Uh, historically, oh man. I mean, I I started playing Street Fighter 2 when I was a kid. I was like four or five when I started playing that game, and I loved it. And then. Like, just moved on to another series of games. Like, I think I moved on to, like, adventure games for a long time. And then okay. uh, I came back to fighting games about two years ago because a friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to play Marvel vs. Capcom? And he said it innocently enough. I was like, yeah, I used to play the second one. Uh, yeah, sure. And he destroyed me. I didn't touch him once. <laughs> and that same friend is the one that I play in all my fighting games now. And he continues to beat me like several nights it's just been like 60 wins to nothing mm. Mm. yeah That's those cool. are those are hard pills to swallow especially yeah. now that i've gotten a little bit better at uh tekken and guilty gear respectively which are the games we play each other in like it's so disheartening to know that i've gotten better at the games and then he just like ups his game a little bit more <laughs> and just wipes the floor with me again you see i used to play Tekken um, with my brother a lot before he moved out. This is way back, so like 15 years ago. Um, and then oh, that's I, a good way to start sibling rivalry. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and he generally beat me, but I mean, I beat him like once. I just stopped playing him after that. I'm like, nah, I'm running champ. <laughs> Never played him again. <laughs> you quit while you're ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you should do the same. Yeah, historically, historically, I'm not sure what I would give it to because I spent a lot of time away from them. But on paper, right now, Guilty Gear has like my mantle of the most enjoyable fighting game I've ever touched in my life. And it's like, it's one of the faster paced anime style ones. Mm. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's just so good. The visual style, because it's not like uh, a sister game for it, is the Blaze Blue series. Oh, yeah. That has sprite Mm. graphics. Mm. But Guilty Gear 4 went sprites in like two games ago, I think, for them, in favor of like a two point like 2.5D experience of like fully animated characters with no sprites at all. And oh my God, it's, it's so good guys. It looks so good. What do you think about this new Dragon Ball Fighter Z game coming out? Are you, are well, you excited like, for that? I was, I'm very excited for that because it's made by the same people that yeah, make it here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not having a throw button seems a bit weird because there's, there's evidently no grapple button in that game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's because yeah, you're Goku. You don't grapple, you punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair. But yeah, I'm very excited with the game. Like, it's still very bare bones. I think they said the game is like 25 cent complete or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it looks, it looks so good. And they so, just yeah, announced... Awesome. Uh, two characters from the later Dragon Ball series that I haven't watched, but I'm excited. Like the roster is like mounting up nicely. Gameplay will obviously be good because it is an access game. Like I can't wait for that game. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love Dragon Ball. Like I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, so I'm, I'm Does it hold up on rewatch? One. I haven't oh, watched I, Dragon Ball Z in a long time. Watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. What they've done, they've taken like, and they've just got right up to um, Boo Saga now with Kai. And what it is is they basically um, cut it down by a third. So, okay, so it's very much like uh, you have the One Piece anime, which is very long. Like One Piece, I think, is six hundred episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. But then you have a version called One Piece, which has cut out all the filler. Yeah, it's pretty much what's done like a lot of the power up um it used to be I think, like 270 or so episodes to get to the end of the freezer saga and now it's down to like 70 okay uh but so yeah, like the spirit uh, the spirit bomb that goku does it's like not 10 episodes it's one <laughs> the one that took 10 episodes to throw and i think he missed yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if it was ten or not. It might have been only like five, but still, it's it happens. So things, everything happens a lot quicker. The powering up happens within um, seconds, not episodes. Uh, <laughs> maybe so. It's maybe actually much it more palatable. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Z Kai is it's it's worth a go. And it ended at the end of uh, the Cell Saga when I watched it with Odin a couple of years back, and now I've just seen recently it's up to the Boo Saga now. So like right up into Dragon Ball Z. Very nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm very excited for that game because I've seen a few videos going around of like uh, 
comparing the animations of the game to like manga pages from Dragon Ball and the character animations match up spot for spot. Like mm. the way that Vegito will like kick you in the stomach or like the way he reacts to getting hit is ripped right from the pages of the manga. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. That's that's why, yeah, I like yeah. Looking, just the look of it. Because there haven't been that many good-looking Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah. To talk a bit more sugar about Guilty Gear, because I, ha- I haven't done that enough. And I, I could talk God. forever, and I will never talk enough sugar about this game. <laughs> like, I've, I've played the game for a long time, and I've never experienced a single glitch in that game. Like, it's so seamless and fast. Nice. And, like, because I play that friend of mine who's so much better at fighting games than me, like, I ha- to beat him, it's like, it's like fighting the Nameless King in Dark Souls 3. It's just sustained perfection. You mess up once, you're done. <laughs> but that makes that makes the times I do win few and far like while few and far between so satisfying. Like they're little heart attacks every time I win. Because like several times, because I'll play him like sitting at the edge of my bed while he sits in the chair and like I'll beat him and I'll just fall backwards because I, I have nothing left to give. Because that <laughs> took all of my mental effort. That took everything I had to beat him. Hmm. Nice. But most of the time, it's like the night ends at like 60 or 40 or 60 or 80 wins to like single digit numbers at best. Yeah. Well, at least you get a few in there. Yeah, but that's how you get better. Exactly. You got to challenge yourself. You won't get better. Yeah. And what really sold me on that game is like the very unique cast of characters. Like no two people in that game are alike. I mean, you have some that, like, obviously you have people that just punch you or people that use weapons, so they're alike in that sense. But I find, I find it hard to make parallels to other fighting games with the Guilty Gear cast because you don't have people like that. Like, uh, I play a character called Venom who has... He's a British man, and he has a pool cue, and he fights by either hitting you with a pool cue or he can create pool balls up to four at a time and mm. set them in, the, like, across the map and he can hit them at you. Mm-hmm. And that's like really, like, when I first played him, I literally was like, this is my character, and that's, that's all there is to it. I'm never going to play anyone ever again. But yeah. he's also very hard to pick up, so that, that mentality didn't hold up for very long because I didn't know how to play the game on a deeper <laughs> level. Yeah. So I'm trying to play Venom, and I'm like, I have to set a ball here and then jump and hit it, but I don't remember how to sweep. Like, I was yeah, trying to do good. more advanced things than my little newcomer hands were ready for. But nowadays, my Venom is all right. Like, he he functions well. I don't get blown up for everything that I try to do. I mean, he was all right until I took, like, a break from Guilty Gear for, like, a week and a half and went over to Tekken 7, and then I lost all of my skill. I, I'm awful now. I have to relearn so the whole translate. thing. The, the fighting skills don't translate between the two two games. No, uh, Guilty Gear is like it's just like one plane of play, whereas Tekken yeah. you can sidestep yeah, in yeah. and out of the foreground and background. Yeah, yeah. Tekken's always been my and, uh, fighting game. Yeah, in Tekken you use uh, like single button inputs, like down forward punch, instead of Guilty Gear where it's quarter circle forward or half circle forward. Oh, yeah. stuff's so hard. I mean, they don't translate. They're both very good games. Like, yeah. Tekken 7 is a very polished game, 
and I love what they've done with it coming from Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Yep. But the, there's just no translation in the skill, especially since, like, I'm used to playing Venom. I used to, I'm used to being able to attack you from the entire screen away. No character in Tekken can do that, with the exception of, like, Devil Jin and a few other characters have laser beams. <laughs> for whatever reason yeah and this, like, yeah, here, super here's cheap. a whole cast of characters they just punch you except for these three guys that shoot eye lasers and this one dude who can set his hand like on fire for the mm-hmm. most part hmm. Lei Wu Lung was always my, yeah. my dude I like the Jackie who? Chan Lei Wu Lung oh mm. okay uh, drunken master guy yeah he does, he does the who? Um, he does the animal fists as well snake fist crane yeah uh, uh they tiger. took him out of tekken 7 actually dicks he's not in the most recent one <laughs> but nah, apparently he's... someone like someone data mined it on pc and they found files and character models for Lei Wu long and a few other returning characters so i'm guessing he'll be free dlc at some point yeah hopefully he's he was always my favorite jackie chan yeah because he's uh, after jackie i was chan. always mm-hmm. I was always harangue, like the Taekwondo guy with the red hair. Oh, yep. yep. But uh, in the newer game, I've stuck with Claudio, who's like this Italian exorcist, and I just <laughs> really like him. Like he, He's a bit unique. He's a newcomer to the game, and he deals a lot of damage. So that balances out. When I play, uh, when I play Steve, the friend I keep talking about, when I play him, he, can, he hits me a lot more. Like He can do like half of my health in a combo with ease on one of my mistakes. But Claudio yeah. can do the same, like a similar amount of damage with four hits. Hmm. So yeah. I don't have to hit him as much as he hits me to still get a win. Hmm. I see, yeah, and I see it. You, you hit hard, but it's less often for that character. Yeah, and yeah. a little point of personal pride uh, is in Guilty Gear, when I would play Steve, I would quit, like I would rage a little bit at the game because he would he <laughs> plays heavy hitters in that game and I just get rinsed. Yeah. So like, I'll get a bit vocal. Like, I'll get a little bit salty. I should really guest on the Salt Report podcast and just do an episode on fighting game salt because I have more than <laughs> enough of it. <laughs> but uh, when me and Steve started playing Tekken 7 and I played Claudio, which evidently not a lot of people play online, so he wasn't familiar with the matchup, I got him furious to like the point of where he screamed at the TV like multiple explicit things and when he was done he was like i sound like you (laughs) when we play guilty gear (laughs) nice because uh claudio he he just deals like as someone who plays him it's almost too much damage like i do certain moves and i'm like that shouldn't that shouldn't deal that much that's a little unfair do you think it will get nerfed like going forward because they tend to update all of these games uh... and moves now I mean, I'm not familiar with the update history of Tekken games, but I don't think they've really nerfed characters too much, with the exception of like certain animations or if something's really egregious. Hmm. Yeah, because I know, I know Street Fighter but, uh, um, Five has had a lot of uh, shifts and changes uh, to its characters. Street Fighter Five, what what a mistake of a game! <laughs> like, it doesn't I've sound like you're. Hmm. No, it's not so much that it's not my cup of tea. It's that that game at launch only had like. I think it was seven people on the roster at launch. Yeah, it was quite is, light. What are you what are you doing? Like why would you release a game like a fighting game with seven characters? I mean it may be more than seven in fairness. I've played the game mm-hmm. three times maybe. 
but yeah, yeah, the net code at launch, as well as the roster, like, I watched Steve play the beta and, like, when it released, and he was just getting constantly dropped from online games, or it was a best. Like, it was almost unplayable for a while. And I'm sure they fixed yeah. it. I hope I they fixed it. I heard it works quite good now. <laughs> no, all right. Um, but yeah, but that's, yeah. yeah, I could... I mean, this is why, like, me and Steven have something set up for, well, something tentatively set up for existential breakdown just on fighting games because I can mm-hmm. just, I can just go on. Like, yeah, you're nice. I can just, I'm just going to turn that podcast into like a Guilty Gear love fest until everyone who listens to it goes <laughs> out and buys the game. <laughs> yeah, Which, I think. To be fair, I've had that effect on a few people on Twitter where I've talked about the game or like mentioned it to them or showed it to them. And if they've gone on to play the game or buy it, uh, yeah, I've realized like there's a few people on Twitter that play it. I know uh, Matt from Monster Deer Monster. Mm-hmm. He's played it. He like me and him have talked about it from time to time. Uh, who else? I think Coke Hagaro plays it, and Dave from Monster Deer Monster used to play it. I'm not sure if he still does. It's it's so nice to have people that like to talk about video games with. That's why I love Twitter. Twitter's mm. so good, man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's good to be able to find uh, people to mm. chat with. Mm. Yeah. And to be fair, like all the credit to Jeremy and like my experience on Don't Give Up Skeleton, because that's where I found literally every single one of you mm. on Twitter. Because I went from there to like adding certain people that he mentioned, or if he had mentioned a podcast, I would go on to listen to it, add the hosts on Twitter, and it was just a vicious cycle. I'd add them on Twitter, find another podcast they mentioned, go to the next one. And it's just, it's so great. Like so many of you guys, like, I guess I should have mentioned it in the beginning, but this is a really surreal experience because I've listened to this podcast so many times, and now I'm like, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're just average Joes, though. We, mm. just, we keep it simple. No, you're and just not. A, and just a dude. <laughs> no, you could talk yourself up. You don't have to be quite that. You don't have to be quite that uh, modest. Mm. You guys are awesome. Mm. Like this is Thanks. this podcast is consistent entertainment. Mm. Well, thank you. We do, we do appreciate it. Yeah, man, for um, sure. Uh, yeah, appreciate like that. Happy, of course, if you go, with... if you mm. quote some of the stuff that like. Uh, Josh, if you went through mine and your DMs on Twitter, I mean, I think I've talked up this podcast and its host mm. more than once. Mm. Definitely more than once. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you're really appreciate, just, appreciate it, you're, you're really, you guys are really just a super approachable, like super approachable, super relatable, like easy to talk to. It's just good stuff all the way around. Stop it! You're making me blush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would, I would say yeah. the well, same, but you you can't see my cheeks. Hmm. You said I'd say the same. <laughs> it's a pretty good accomplishment to get someone to blush who like just woke up about two hours ago. <laughs> uh, awesome, yeah. It was good to have that pers- your perspective on because and I don't think any of us are really fighting game players, so it's interesting to yeah, not too heavily for me. Yeah, no. I noticed uh. that in the show notes, like there were a lot of adventure games or RPGs and. Like I only have four games, and half of them are fighting games. Yeah, so it's cool to have that perspective. I think Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z will be my um, first big fighting game in a while. Oh, I hope so. I, I have such high hopes for that game. Just because I like Dragon and Ball, and I really Z. hope it doesn't. 
turn into what I expect the next Marvel versus Capcom will be. Yeah, I that game that doesn't look like good. I didn't like it. At that all. game does not look good at all. No. I mean, on top of the fact that they're mostly just redoing a lot of the roster from Marvel vs. Capcom 3, like, the gameplay looks all right, but the character animations, uh, certain models, the roster is lacking. I, I don't know. I'm probably not going to pick it up. I doubt I'll play it very often. Yeah, I don't think it'll do too and well, can- unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not predicting sales. Nah. Yeah. Which, which is sad. But you guys yeah, should both pick up Guilty Gear because that company needs sales. Guilty Gear, <laughs> while a very good game, does not sell well. Both of you should buy it and then post on Twitter for everyone to buy it. <laughs> it's, it's a very niche game. Like, yeah, not many. Um, it doesn't seem to get out mainstream. Yeah, because nobody wants to put in the time to learn it. It's, a, it's not a very easy game to pick up. Like, there's a lot no, of systems in the game. Like, there's a, there's a system in the game that lets you cancel anything you're doing. Like, you can use half your, half your bar of meter to just cancel the remaining animation on anything you're doing. And yes, people normally, like, yeah, yeah, it takes a very long time to figure out how to use it effectively. Hmm. Yeah. But that game has, like, seven or eight different systems that I've only seen in other games made by that company. Yep. So your uh, Persona 4 Arenas, your Blaze Blues... Did they did they do the um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game, or was that someone else? Uh, I don't believe so. Well, there were two JoJo games. Uh, yeah. There was an older one that had like the two D like uh, classic Street Fighter aesthetic, and then there was one that was like full three D. And from what I've heard, the latter is considerably better than the newer yeah. one. I can imagine this company doing a JoJo fighting game would be fantastic. Just with the crazy. Oh my god, Vader! Vader, you're creating dreams, and those dreams are never going to see fruition because people will never make that game. Do, do you know the other idea I just had about a JoJo game? A JoJo game based in Yakuza, especially the Diamonds Are Unbreakable series, which is kind of they kind of wander around the little town. Having that built oh, into yeah. a Yakuza mo- uh, engine would be awesome. You go do a, investigate mean, little mysteries it's funny and you crimes. Mention, uh, it's funny you mentioned Diamonds are like uh, Diamonds are Unbreakable, which is part four of JoJo. Like I just yep. watched that. Not it wasn't too long ago. I think I finished it about a month and a half, two months ago. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, same when I finished it. Yes, yeah, it was pretty good. Like I yeah. have some issues with the like I have some issues with it as to why certain characters mm-hmm. didn't do certain things. Yeah, same. Like and uh, I don't I don't like how they made um, Joseph Joestar into a bit of a dodgy dude by having. I really like uh, yeah, they... Josuke, Josuke, but I don't like that he was a bastard son. Yeah, I mean, you have that, you have how they changed uh, Jotaro's entire aesthetic from part three. Like, in part three, he's this really big, muscular guy. In part four, he's very slimmed down. He doesn't, it's not that Fist of the North Star physique anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a bit slimmer. Yeah, it's still good. Oh, man, we left Josh in the dust with anime talk. Oh, yeah. man. oh, not at all, Sorry, man. Gosh. Not at all. Yeah, I, I spoke for ages about Nia, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Soon. Um, I wanted to give yeah, Johnny a fair chance. I'm going to have to be a party pooper um, and we have to wind things up soon. Um, yeah, it's fine. Well, I mean, the, what we'll do is uh, I know you've you played Sonic, so if we if we quickly uh, cover that and I'll save all my stuff for next time I'm on. 
if yeah, that's okay with you too. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's worth to mention. I wasn't going to buy it, but then I saw it's actually really cheap. Um, it's cheaper on the Nintendo than on the PlayStation, which is pretty cool. Is it? Um, yeah, it's only twenty five dollars New Zealand on the Switch and thirty one ninety five on the PSN. Huh. That's really weird. Um, and actually, this is, we talk about pricing a lot on this podcast because of my bad um, location. But the Switch has actually been pretty good. Some games are ridiculous, but other games were getting actually cheaper than the rest of the world, hmm. which is bizarre. Like Sonic's one of those. It's actually really well priced. And so for 25 bucks, I was like, oh, it's worth it to have something new to talk about. And it's two-player but Sonic Two Play doesn't really work too well because I run away and Odin no, just like. No, because you leave the other character across the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you leave yeah. him way back at the start. Whoever's not right. Sonic is screwed. It's hilarious though. It kind of makes it funny, and we're still enjoying it. And I think we're going to do some um, some gameplay videos for our channel with it because I think it's just be hilarious with just mm. Odin randomly turning up his tails from time <sighs> to time. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it plays actually quite well. Um, it's yeah it's it's classic remake of classic sonic uh there's some real cool new gameplay features uh the, the, the maps and the world the, the levels are ridiculous they ridiculous i have no idea where i'm going uh you're going backwards and forwards across the screen and it's 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 pretty cool um i've enjoyed it i've i've cleared stage two and into stage three i think there's like three levels per stage mm-hmm. um and when you get you know like in the sonic 2 they had like was it Sonic 2 they had like a giant uh coin that you go to and it'd take you to like a bonus level mm-hmm. it has this but it's this weird like mario kart 64 looking track and you're running so it's like racing car sonic but you're running and you just got to collect little balls and power up a meter to try and get the crystal that you're trying to... It's weird. It's like this 3D. Like, the rest of the game's 2D, but this is this weird early PlayStation 1 3D-looking thing. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. Um, it works, but the game itself's fun. Uh, the, I've just unlocked Time Attack and, and some other modes. Um, but yeah, well worth it so far. I don't really have much more to say about it. It's... And I just think it, I mentioned last week. Sonic. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that Sega, instead of shutting down a guy who was remaking the Sonic games, they kind of just helped them publish it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's kind of cool, rather than shutting it down and we didn't see it at yeah. all. Yeah, so. like Konami would have done. Yeah, yeah or yeah, with the, or yeah, because you know they did that with the, somebody who was um, remaking Metal Gear and oh, um, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah, and like Unity in general yeah, thing or it, something. Yeah, it looks amazing as well. It looks incredible. Nope, shut down. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's oh, that's my little to sonic. Slightly go back uh to slightly go back to Guiltier for a second, I forgot I put a website in the show notes for oh, anyone who wants to see like higher level play of the game. It's keeponrock.in. In. And that's that's very clever. Yeah, it, I don't know how they got that domain, but it's really cool because it just spells out "keep on rocking," yeah. which Guilty Gear says to you. I think if you hit the continue option. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's really yeah. good. I like that. That is clever. Yeah, some of these high-end players, man, are just insane. They're kind of from another world. Yeah, mm. 
at that website, you have like it's a really weird layout for the website, but you can uh, you can select one character from the game, and then you select another one, and it just shows you dozens and dozens of videos of high level play between those two characters. Hmm. So if you need to it figure does... out like a certain strategy hmm. or a certain situation, it's it's yeah. so good for figuring out little idiosyncrasies of fights. Maybe if it's cheap, I could buy it. So this could be fun to just to play against Odin. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah man, for sure. I mean, the price is a bit up there. Hell, I bought uh, I bought Revelator One for thirty five dollars, and then they did a second upgrade. Like I picked it up from GameStop like a year after its release. I picked it up back in March, and then they announced Revelator Two was going to be available as both a physical copy and an upgrade from one. Yeah. Like the upgrade was like fifteen dollars, I think. But what I failed to notice is when you upgrade, you didn't get any of the DLC characters from the first game. Whereas the physical copy gave you the DLC characters. So on paper, like the $45 physical copy is a, it's a better deal because you get like each of the DLC characters. I think it's like $7.99 US. I'm not sure what that translates to for you guys, but they're not necessarily cheap. No, in terms of like yeah. a fighting game DLC character, just the animations do look. I'm watching one of the videos now. The animations are pretty slick, and this lady is blocking with her hair, which is just brilliant. <laughs> oh, Millie, Millie She's is attacking so with cool. her hair she too. With her hair, <laughs> it's awesome. Oh yeah, she fights you with her hair the whole time. I'm telling you that that game that is a very, very detailed game. Very it's a very unique game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna throw it's... something in the discord it's a small video because i'm not sure how to actually like embed it in there i'm just going to post the link once the phone lets me and this is a video from uh the character that i play and just watch that that's that's insanity yeah i can hear it in the background cool the music's pretty intense it's very music themed the, the game like this place. Oh yeah, with, like, uh, a lot of the characters and a lot of the guitars. moves. I think almost all of them are based off of either music, like either songs that bands have made, or bands or uh, band members. Yeah, I have heard that before. Now you mentioned it. Is the gameplay kind of around rhythm or music timing? No, no, not at all. Not, not particularly. No. I mean, there's timing in the sense where you want your move to be faster than someone else's, but that's everybody's game. Yeah, that's true. I know that's one bad at them, so but, I have uh, heard of them. Yeah, that video, it really shows, like, the potential of the character I play, and I'm nowhere remotely close to the video I posted. I'm not... That's a few and far away dream for me. That's nuts. Yeah. It's like playing pool in three, like a mm-hmm. vertical that's really 2D cool. space. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean... To be fair, looking at it from the other player's perspective, there's a few things he could have done to like not just stand there and get shot get over and over. Yeah. Hmm. Bizarre. Yeah, at that very point, bizarre it, game. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Yeah. Like to be against a venom that knows how to do that much and control space and the pace of the match that much. Like yeah. that. Uh, that matchup is one that me and Steve do all the time, like Venom versus Leo, and it never works out like that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> because 
what the what you don't notice there is that Leo has like a parry that he can do that reflects projectiles. So I'm not sure why he's not trying to do that. Yeah, it's all above my head, man. It looks amazing, but I just wouldn't have a clue. Um... <laughs> yeah, well above. Well, me. to be fair, that's a very high level gameplay. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's... Interesting. Well, yeah, I really that's enjoyed... not even that's not even like mediocre. Hmm. Hmm. I really enjoy learning more about stuff like this because I've always seen Guilty Gear and the c covers and the art just looks amazing and I'm always like, ooh, what's this? And then I realize Guilty Gear, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not a fighting guy. I probably shouldn't look at it. <laughs> but you should look at it. It's the only way to start. Yeah, so even true. if you start playing it and you start getting like beat up a lot, whether it's playing online or if you pick up the game and then Odin gets way better than you and starts like, kicking your ass yep. left and right, you'll get better every time he beats you. I want to train him to be a pro gamer so he can make me some money. So fighting games. <laughs> but you got to do it while he's younger, because if you wait till he's way older and you make him a pro gamer to make you money, he's going to be like, no, this is my money. I played for it. <laughs> <laughs> Very That's true. true. Yeah, yeah, the game, the game's great. And I talked earlier about how I had several winless nights versus like 80 wins to Steve, but every single one of those fights, or at least the majority that I didn't just get washed, I learned something a little bit more. I learned a little bit more about it. the character, mm -hmm. a little bit more about the matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, the only time I didn't enjoy Guilty Gear was the last time we went back to it after playing Tekken for about a week, and I was just getting rinsed. I didn't win yeah, a round. I barely... I just got destroyed. It was mm. bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Oh, man. I kept cool. talking. We have to wrap up soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Sorry. well, I'm just, just going to do one very quick thing, just because I have played uh, Get Even. I've only played half an hour of it. And so far, from half an hour of it, what I can tell you is it's an all-round PlayStation game. And what I mean by an all-round PlayStation game is I bought it on the PlayStation 4. It looks like a PlayStation 3 game. It runs like a PlayStation 2 game. Oh. And it has the voice acting <laughs> of a PlayStation 1 game. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> That's that. awesome. Write down, that, write down that sentence. It's so good. <laughs> I just wanted Hold to on. quickly fire PS4, that in there. It looks like a PS3 it plays like PS2 and it sounds like PS1. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's got a 75% Metacritic score. It's not bad. It's all right. So like I said, I've only played half an hour on it. So that's, that's quite sort of a damning judgment. I just, I thought of it just now and I thought, cause the, the voice acting is terrible and it does uh, run. Really the frame rate is just real, real bad. The graphics are absolute dog shit. Um, yeah, I mean, so so far the only real properly compelling thing I've seen is the the corner gun, where you can you've got a gun that you can uh, sort of change it ninety degrees left or right, so you can fire around corners while you're still in cover, which is pretty cool. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty cool. But I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it was on sale but, uh... because if I'd paid full price for that, then uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So. To start a slight segue, but it's something I need details on. Vader, Josh told me you're in Lord of the Rings. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yep. yeah. I, to um, I told him to mention it as an icebreaker. Explain that to me. <laughs> yeah, I was, because... I was an orc on Lord of the Rings uh, for all three movies, and I was a human once in the third movie. So I have a little cameo. Um, you can see myself looking like an idiot up the front of a reaction shot. 
Uh, you have to give me like a timestamp so I can just find that one moment. Yeah, and I be like, I podcast with someone who was on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I've got a now. screenshot because I keep getting asked about it. And so I've got a screenshot <laughs> of me with like Arrow saying, that's me. Because this is like... Look at him. He's got it prepared and everything. Look at him. I knew you would. Because I said to John, I said, every time <laughs> you, you talk about it, you I can hear that you're absolutely beaming. And don't get me wrong, you've got every justification for it. I would be if I was... It was fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It was a lot it's of fun. so good. Like, Josh was um, telling me about it. Like, he, uh, he DM'd me that, and he was like, hey, mentioned to Vader when he was in Lord of the Rings, and thought he was kidding. I thought no. this was going to be a joke. No, no, no yeah, it was. <laughs> so as an orc, um, I have some of my orc chain mail up on my gaming shelf that I kept as a souvenir. Um, oh, that's awesome. I met, I met Alana Bloom, Miriam, uh, Miriam Pippin. I can't remember their real names. Um, Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen. Aragorn, yeah, I was gonna say Aragorn is like Viggo Mortensen, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met yeah. him. I didn't actually know who he was at the time. He came. I was doing a night shoot, and he came in and just like sat down next to, next to me and the assistant director, and just started chatting. And I didn't realize who he was. <laughs> that must have been a bit um, surreal. Like you're just talking to the director, and this man just sits next to you, and then you realize he's like the main one character. of the stars of the movie. Yeah, because he was he was kind of really unknown the main character. character. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the main character. Frodo's a side character. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you look at it as the movie progressed, Aragorn's quest to, like, reclaim the throne and, like, his legacy is the overshadows Frodo's walk to Mordor just a little bit. Especially in the third book, like, near the end, it becomes the main... It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Both, both are important. It's kind of like a parallel protagonist journey, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Um but um there yeah i did that um i are you still watching guilty gear or is that just that one clip looping uh i i watched it for a bit but then i stopped it i was gonna say i can still hear it in the background no it's not me me. wait is that me is that me is my browser playing a video in the background (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i I, me I was a rich, a rich teenager because I was doing all these movies and stuff. So I had money to burn. Um, I paid for my PS2 in and cash. If only, if only you could look at it now. If only you could look back at that now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was rich now. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my weird history. I've done lots of weird stuff. If I, if you can imagine, I've probably done it. Like I've got job. I've do. I've got lots of weird jobs. Yes, you have. I'm, I podcast, YouTube, cake mm-hmm. baker, mm-hmm. landscaper, mm-hmm. accountant, mm-hmm. <laughs> DIY mm-hmm. builder. Uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I do a lot. Yeah, the qu- right, no need to yeah. brag. No need yeah, to brag. The, que- the question here is, what don't you do? That's the main. Question. It, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't play fighting <laughs> games. I found out. Ah, there you go. I figured so out I the used- one thing he can't do. There you go. I used to. I used to play Tekken a lot, <laughs> but I haven't for years, so I guess it's a past tense. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the one thing Vader. That's the one thing Vader can't do. But probably yeah. will do at some point. Yeah. Ah, right. And on that oh, note, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna constantly DM you really cool Guilty Gear clips until you buy the game. Until I buy Guilty Gear. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, we we should wrap this up. I've got yeah. to run. Sorry, guys. I've got yeah. some. Yeah. Uh, no, no. No, I understand. Yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap this one up. So uh, 
John, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. The pleasure it's to find you. Really yeah, it's been really, run, Guys, really I fun. I can't say it enough. It's been fantastic. Like, this is so good. I need yeah. more of this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and especially considering we thought we were going to have serious internet issues, but we've actually been we've been pretty damn good. Pretty good. Because so, we talk yeah, about I mean, the weather. Yeah, I mean, my Wi-Fi... Yeah. Like the Wi-Fi has dropped twice, but I was smart enough to stop talking when it happened, so mm. you never noticed. Mm. Yeah, no, it's been pretty. It's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah. So, I'm used to it. Good man, good man. So, uh, where can people find you on the internet should they wish to do so? Uh, the only place to really find me on the internet is on Twitter at ninety nine dexterity. That's two nines and the word dexterity. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I'm not going to talk myself up. I post a lot. I post a lot. I'm a pretty good follow. These two gentlemen are considerably better follows than me. <laughs> but by all means, follow me on Twitter. Message me about random gaming news. If you secretly love Guilty Gear and just want to get into it, but you're stuck and you need tips, message me. I'll direct you to someone who actually knows how to play the game better than I do. <laughs> the, the gatekeeper. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure these yeah, people the out there would be keen to talk to you about it. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh man. Yeah. By all means, I welcome them all. I need to nice. talk to more fighting game people. <laughs> well, send them your way if I find any. <laughs> no, I'll just teach you how to play the game. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I yeah. convince you to buy it. Yeah. Fair shout. Um, Vader, hey, where uh, can people find you? It's been a pleasure, you? gentlemen. Not, not all, man. Not at all. It's, it's been, been, yeah, it's been it's absolute been pleasure. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's um, all cool. Me, I'm simple. I, I bought a website, oh. so you can just go to VaderVanOden.com um, and yeah, watch some of me mine and odin's videos gaming videos on there yeah i've got doing a hellblade playthrough now and a yonder playthrough with odin mm. mixed in with the odd loot crate unboxing and whatnot so mm. give it a look awesome josh uh you can find me on twitter at morbid beard and uh, i am not that pro a follow i mean you'll see if you go if you go and check my recent tweets you'll see that well i actually recorded this i not only discovered but tweeted about uh the fact that there's apparently a snoop dog podcast which i did not know about so <laughs> i did not know it's about that for anything and it took me by surprise in especially the write-up for it because it just sounds so janky when it's in text form so but uh, yeah, that was quite fun. But yeah, I'm not a pro follower at all, but by all means, come and find me and uh, we'll chat about some video games. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. If you really Listen, like... They're definitely both pro followers. Thank you. Thank Don't you very much. Them. <laughs> well, I mean, so if you really like what we do here and you really like um, the show and the kind of chats that we have here, uh, you can find us at darkinside.net. You can find us on iTunes and I think, uh, Overcast and pretty much every podcast app that's out there, to my knowledge at least. Um, yeah, so if you go to darkinside.net, you can find all the previous episodes there um, and you can find all the links to all of the hosts and all their social media pages, uh, all the guests that we've had on so far and all their social media pages. So, John, you'll now be a part of that group as well. Um, so welcome to the family. Um, yeah, so just... Hey, I'm Yeah, so if you... Um, if you really like what we do, if you could please give us like a, a rating and a subscribe and a follow and all that jazz. And um, I will probably hopefully see you in two weeks and we'll be back next week with another episode. So I'll say see you later. Bye bye. See you around.